A kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. Hey listeners, thanks for finding this episode. We believe in the power of conversations and knowing that kids like you are ready to talk about the big things going on in their world. If you like this episode, please consider sharing it with a teacher, a classmate, a relative, or someone you think should hear it. And thanks. What is water? Water is like a type of liquid that you can drink, but you can't drink it like in the like ocean because it has salt in it, like sea salt or something. It's a molecule that's made up of one oxygen atom and two hydrogen atoms bonded together. And when water is in natural state, it's, it's liquid, you know, at, at, at regular room temperature and atmospheric pressure is, is uh, liquid, it doesn't have a taste, it doesn't have a color, it doesn't have an odor. That's what is water by itself. And Welcome to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm a teacher, a librarian, and I'm your host. The voices you heard just a moment ago were from Julia and Salvador. Each week we talk about the big things going on in your world with a different author from our Kids Book About series. Hi, my name is Salvador Ventolila and I am from Venezuela. I'm the author of Kids Book About Water that I recently published and my background is in civil engineering. I've been spending all of my career so far around the water industry. I started as a design engineer for projects in the field of water supply and irrigation. Then I moved on to manage projects and the construction of wastewater facilities. And right now I, I deal with technology used for for managing, operating, designing, and, and planning projects in the water industry. So that's who I am, and I'm very glad to be here on the show and talk a little bit more about the book. Oh my goodness, what a very big topic we're talking about today. Water. But also, how often do we get the chance to take a few minutes to really understand how water gets to us in a form that's safe to drink? and to use to clean our dishes, our homes, and our bodies? And how often do we have the opportunity to consider how access to water looks and feels different around the world? So let's start at the most basic question after what is water, which is, why is water important? To me, the way I see water is is the basis of, of, of life. It's one of the first things that that human beings and also animals and, and mi- microorganisms rely on for for life and, and to grow. You know, if if you if you study some history, you'll see that some of the the first major cities they they started nearby a river um, or wherever there was a water source available because that helped with with the population and growing 
um, for, for transports. Water is really used everywhere, right? You, you, you need water for crops to, to irrigate the, the crops that gives us food that we eat on a daily basis. It's used for cleaning places, for cleaning your, your dishes, your, your car, your clothes, or, or even the house and, and buildings where, where we live. It's used in emergency situations like when firefighters need to put up a fire or animals, right? We, we spoke about that so, so they can live and, and also ships for transporting goods or products from, from country to country. So it's really used across so many industries that it, it plays an irreplaceable role in our lives, right? Even in manufacturing products, water is used. So yeah, that, those are some of the places and there's, there's more where water, um, wh why water is important in our lives. We use water to clean our body, to hydrate, and to relax and cool off. But our body actually relies on water in order to keep us healthy. You might have heard that a, a big portion of our bodies are made up of, of water, somewhere around 60 to 70 percent. That percentage can, can change from person to person, man and woman. I'm sure doctors will be able to, to tell you better. In general, water helps you keep your skin, your eyes uh, and moist. It, it really helps as well, making sure that you have oxygen throughout your body, you know, via, via your blood. Um, it also helps clear, clear out any waste in your body through your urine or, or sweat. It helps with your body temperature and prevents headaches. You, you might note that some days you, you can get a headache and, and one of the reasons might be because you haven't had uh, enough water that day. So pay attention next time you get a headache and, and think about how, how much water have, have I drank that day and see. Um, I know for me, that's something that used to happen. And ever since I started paying attention, I've been able to, to reduce the, the headaches I get just by being conscious and drinking a little bit more water. Basically, water matters for everything. Water is important because it, um, it makes you healthy and you should at least be having two, like, two bottles of water a day, probably. That's right. Let's take a quick break, and when we return, Salvador will talk more about what we can do to help ensure that all people around the world have access to clean drinking water, and just why water matters for everything. All the different industries that, that water touches, right? The production of, 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 um, of products, food, transportation, your, your bodies, uh, cleaning, right? All of that, and, and perhaps what's what's also worth highlighting here is that even though about seventy percent of our planet is made up of water, there's there's really only a tiny amount of it that's that's available for for us because most of that water is is salt salt water, right? It's in the oceans, which if, if it goes under a certain treatment, removing the, the salt, it, it can be consumed by us. It's just an extra level of treatment that takes up resources and energy, right? And, and really what's available as fresh water, which is what, what we can drink and, and, and use, it's, uh, most of it is 
it's either frozen in the in glaciers or in the ice caps and there's other a, a, another tiny percentage that's that's groundwater which you can also access it but you have to dig wells and then a very very tinier amount is the surface water which is what you see on your daily life right in in a river or or a lake or or a waterfall when you go for a hike and and that's really of the overall water percentage of on earth it's around one percent that's available for us in surface water so in addition of water being important because it's involved in so, so many industries and places in our life it's also important to to conserve that little percent that's available to us and that's not even considering the fact that that it's not evenly distributed all across the planet right some places have more than others and that can be a, a separate topic by itself we'll be back in just a moment Hey, grown-ups! With over a hundred different titles in our A Kid's Book About series, it may be hard to figure out where to start. Allow me to make a suggestion. There is perhaps no greater feeling, nothing more life-giving or secure, than to know you belong. No matter where you are, what you're experiencing, or who you're around, without that feeling of belonging, it's hard to concentrate on anything else. We can help our kids know what it feels like to belong and what it takes to help others feel like they belong around us. When you do belong, you it's very, very evident, right? Because I like to say, your heart smiles and your brain is tickled. That's Kevin Carroll, author of A Kid's Book About Belonging. Check out our Kevin Talks About Belonging episode of A Kid's Book About, the podcast. Listen together with the kiddos in your life. And when you're ready, visit akidsco.com for more great books and podcasts made to empower kids. Welcome back. Today on the podcast, we're talking about water with a kid's book about author Salvador Bentalila. Before the break, we talked about what water is and how water is used in nearly every aspect of our daily lives. In this half of our conversation, I want to spend time shining a light on water access around the world. You may be listening to this episode from a space where you can readily wash your hands, where you can receive hot or cold water from a faucet, where you can freely use water to wash your car or water your garden or fill your pool. For many of us, water is so accessible we don't even really give it a second thought. But that is not the case around the world. And so I asked Salvador, why don't some people seem to value water and their access to water? Yeah, it's it's a good question and also one hard to respond. A few reasons I can think of is, you know, just if you're in a place where water is more available than others, it's you might not be as conscious as others about how how valuable water is, right? And and that's that's really 
something I, I, I try to, and I think it's, it's good in general to, to have in mind constantly, right? To, to value things regardless of how, how widely they're available to you, how, how much you have of them, right? And, and I think you can apply this to every aspect of your life, right? If, if, you're, if you're someone very wealthy, then it still means you gotta value your wealth. If you're someone with a, a very healthy person, you can equally value your that your health and the fact that you are in good health on a daily basis. So, so same applies with, with water, right? I think the fact that if you can go to any tap in, in your home and open open it, get water, you should still be thankful for it and conscious to conserve it as much as possible. So there, there might be, you know, a little bit work to do in terms of awareness and consciousness about the importance of, of water and, and what can be done to, to conserve it. Um, just so people can start getting into that habit of, of preserve it as, as a resource and understanding how valuable it is. Salvador has had the opportunity to live and work in different places around the world. And access to clean running water has looked different in each place. I, I've actually lived the extremes of, of that, um, you know, both of the extremes of that, um, of that situation. I've been in, like I mentioned before, I've been in Kenya where I've seen high schools where students don't have access to any shape or form of, of water supply. You know, they go to the school every day if they can, if, and there's no water to, to wash your hands before you eat or after you go to, to the toilet. And some students even are not able to go to school because they, they have to walk for certain time uh, and certain number of times during the day to collect water for their families. It's, it's a known issue um, there. And I've, I've also lived through the other extreme. Um, right now, I, I live in Florida where there's still a, a lot of abundance of water and, and rainfall. And you, like I was saying before, you can open your tap and get clean water. You can drink it straight from the tap. I've seen water being used to, to pressure wash sidewalks and, and roads, which is still something that I can't wrap my head around if that's the best use of, of water. Um, and you see floods all the time, right? Of, of, because of a poor drainage system, you see a lot of water being, um, being ponded in parking lots and ultimately being polluted. And, and wasted instead of being recycled. And, and I lived in uh, kind of the middle range um, places where during some periods of, of, of the year, there's less water available. During others, um, you have more abundance or you just, there's, you can see and feel and more consciousness in the general population about water. So it's like, it's, it's not evenly distributed across the world and that's one of, I think, one of our goals as humanity is to try to conserve it as much as possible and whoever doesn't have the right access to it, get it to, to the extent possible. 
Our time's almost up. I'm about to send you back out into the world, so let's take a moment to consider how we can use this knowledge we gain together to help look out for the people with whom we share this world. Our friends, our classmates, our family, our community. Salvador, are there any actions we, the listeners, can take to better honor water and to help ensure equitable access to water for people all around the world? A few things you can do, if I can say on the, on the more active side, just being a little bit more more conscious about the water you use and, and try to conserve it wherever where possible. You know, whether that is simply a shorter shower or turning the faucet off while you brush your teeth, using more efficient um, appliances, water, water efficient appliances. And even try to conserve the water that, that's out there, right? In like, in, like I was saying before, in rivers or lakes or, or even the, the oceans, because eventually some, some countries are treating, um, are treating seawater. And even if they're not, we know that there's also the environmental side of it, that it pollutes and doesn't contribute very well to the marine life. Um, so that, that's more on the active side, on on more on the passive side. Then there's all a ton of not organizations that you can donate your time or or um, or money to, like Engineers Without Borders. There's also Charity Water that I I really like as an organization because they're very transparent about where your money goes. They make sure that 100% of your donations goes to water project. And they have a really good way of quantifying your impact, right? Like, they know, if you donate this amount of, of dollars, you're helping one or two or three people get access to water. And, and, and then they, they track their projects down and they, they send the report back to you. So, so you know exactly what, what your money did. Um, and, and there's other organizations as well. So that, that's what I would share with everyone. And, and also, obviously, to feel free to reach out to me if uh, you, you, you want to talk more about the topic or have any questions. I'm, I'm super happy to, to chat more. You can reach out to me via LinkedIn or, or, um, or my email, and I'll be happy to, to set some time to talk with you. Thank you to Salvador Bentolila author of A Kid's Book About Water, for joining us today. And special thanks to Julia for lending their voice to this episode. Hi, my name is Julia, and I'm eight years old, and I live in Maryland. And my favorite thing to do is art. A Kid's Book About, the podcast, is written, edited, and produced by me, Matthew Winner. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory, and this show was brought to you by A Kid's Co. Follow the show wherever podcasts are found, And check out other podcasts made for kids just like you by visiting akidsco.com. Join us next week for a conversation about gay parents with a kid's book about authors, Jonathan and Thomas West. Hi, I'm Matthew. I'm the head of audio at A Kids Co., and I also host A Kids Book About the Podcast, and worth noting, I just wanted to say thanks. 
Thanks for listening to our shows in your classroom or in your bedroom, over breakfast or over dinner, on your drive or on your downtime. No matter what you do between this listen and the next time you tune in, thanks. You're awesome. And it's because of kids like you that we get to make cool stuff like this. See ya.